Hello and welcome back to the Taboo Taboo Podcast. I am your host, Drew from the Future. I am so excited about today's episode. This is our first full-length episode. And of course, what did we decide to explore on Taboo Drugs? But heroin. Now, I actually learned a lot from creating this episode, and I think you will too. For instance, what effect did heroin have on culture? Uh, How does heroin make you feel? Why are we legalizing it? (laughs) There are so many interesting elements to this episode that I'm really excited for you to explore with us. And if you have questions, of course, always email us, tabutabupodcast at gmail.com. If you want us to talk more about heroin, if we miss something, um, if you have an interesting story about your own use of heroin, please feel free to send it over to us. We love hearing from you guys. So without further ado, our very first full-length episode Taboo Drugs Explores Heroin. Enjoy. All right, so today we want to talk about heroin. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for this episode, yeah. actually. I'm, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really interested because this seems like... I don't know what to think of heroin, you know? Like, what is it? How, how does it make you feel? Like, I don't know. Stuff like that. Why is Seattle making it legal? Oh, shit. What? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. So this episode has some, has some uh, relevancy here. Seattle's opening up some safe spots where you're allowed to legally do heroin. That's crazy and awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to call that crazy awesome, <laughs> actually. <laughs> well, what I love about this is, I think it was two weeks ago, you and I were talking about, what's the next yeah. drug to become legal? Exactly, we yeah. Were both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what I was you thinking... Think you, I, I thought it was going to be LSD. I thought it was going to be ecstasy, because that's just like such a white drug, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were both wrong. It's heroin. Um, heroin, they made it legal <laughs> in Vancouver and certain European states. So that's yeah, the, and- that's the main story we want to talk about. I think we just want to bust in, you know, yeah, like you were saying, what is heroin? Sorry, I have to do drugs while we talk about drugs, so... That's the <sighs> only way to talk about drugs. <laughs> so how do you define so heroin? It's, it's, <laughs> so a heroin is, the scientific name, it's, it's diacetylmorphine, so it's an opiate. Ew. And the reason it's very popular is it's the fastest acting opiate. It's the fastest acting to hit your brain. So users, they'll, they'll feel a sense of euphoria or a rush. Uh, this high is followed by a period when the user experiences a state that alternates between drowsiness and wakefulness for seven hours. And it's referred seven to as hours? on the nod. On the yeah, nod. Yeah, and it's part of the high. So it was, it was described as, as someone who's falling asleep at their desk but keeps waking up for seven hours. Plus all the euphoria, of course, right? All the euphoria. And the thing is, you're not actually tired. It's just it's your body just shifting back and forth so hard. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so this, this is an old, old drug. Back in 1897, Bayer. Bayer makes pain medication, a basic over-the-counter aspirin. Right. They used to sell it as cough syrup to children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It used to be just a regular ass thing. <laughs> it would be a little bit weird to take. It'd be a little bit weird to take heroin for a cough, <laughs> just because I'm assuming I'm just picturing an eight year old like tapping his arm and being like, "All right, let's find a vein. <laughs> I gotta get rid of this cough." <laughs> yeah, it was lower doses, and they were they were swallowing it with the cough syrup, and the thing was, they were like, "Oh, it's making the kid happy." It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's weird that's weird that that kid got happy when he was high on heroin <laughs> <laughs> no yeah so weird no, so there's some interesting parts of it so I remember I remember thinking about heroin and used to make fun of people with like scabs on their faces because I assumed they were they were on heroin because yeah. people on heroin itch a lot yeah 
And I thought it was that they were paranoid. So itching from heroin's actually a good sign. <laughs> That's how you know so, you got the yeah. good shit? <laughs> That's exactly it. Like itching on heroin, it, it typically means that the drug is uncontaminated. And mm. it doesn't have anything else in it. Mm. So, yeah, there's that. And they're going to legalize there's this in like, Seattle, huh? huh? Did they yeah, already yeah, legalize yeah. it? Or are they going to legalize it? Uh, it should be in play within a month. Uh, oh, wow. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, okay. There's some cool terms that came from heroin that I don't think people understand, like kicking the habit or going cold turkey. Both those, come from heroin. Those come from heroin usage. Ha, uh, so what, kicking the habit is thought to have originated from uh, the kicking leg movement seen when people are going through withdrawals. Oh, okay, gotcha. Huh, that's interesting. And, yeah, no, I'd say with you know going cold turkey, they use it for everything: cigarettes, coffee. But no, it's yeah, it's you're experiencing cold flashes with goosebumps from heroin withdrawals. <laughs> interesting. It's funny yeah. that those that those terms and they're synonymous with all drug use now. But it's funny that those terms actually came out of a heroin. Uh, the heroin culture. That's interesting. Well, it's just darker than people think. Again, my mom was like, I'm going to go cold turkey on uh, coffee. I'm like, ah. <laughs> going to get cold flashes with goosebumps? <laughs> uh. Well, going off caffeine is actually a motherfucker. It's not as, <laughs> it's, it's not as hard as nicotine. Actually, so here uh, here's a little context. I know you know this, but the listeners might not. My brother is a big drug addict. Um, he's done all the drugs. He's clean and sober now for a year. All the drugs. He, but he he did he was doing all the drugs including heroin meth crack he said crack was actually really fun i gotta talk to him about that but um uh he said the hardest drug to kick out of all of the ones he tried is the one he still has a hard time with and that's nicotine like heroin pff, fucking easy compared to getting off nicotine so i thought that was really interesting there's a lot of different like kinds of drug cultures so most people i think are familiar with like alcohol culture like there's a whole drinking like each each country has their own alcohol culture but there's also like stoner culture and like um molly culture people are huge into ecstasy uh, there's like a raver scene there so there must be like uh, a bit of heroin somehow in some of our cultures right we've got our partiers or stoners so one thing that i i kind of know about heroin culture today in like this area like the 90s heroin chic fucking love it um, I hate the scrawny look, but I'm, I like the whole idea of using drugs to get skinny. Um, but today it's a pretty, uh, how do I say this? Pretty suburban drug, isn't it? Like, isn't that this pretty common amongst like, of the people that use it right now, 90% of addicts are, are white. Wow. Oh, it, okay. So, so not only suburban, but suburban white. Interesting. Suburban white. Yeah. Hmm. I guess that makes sense now. So, I mean, if heroin's a white people drug, of course it's getting legalized. <laughs> That's what we were so wrong. We weren't thinking about that. What are the white people doing? Well, you gotta you got to remember the one thing you can really rely on in U.S. history is uh, racism. Well, I mean, you even look at, like, oh, the major celebrities that have been affected by heroin. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking through this right now. Chris Farley, Nicole Richie, Robert F. Kennedy, Corey Feldman, Russell Robert Downey Jr., Philip Seymour, Courtney Ar- Love, Artie, <laughs> Ar- baby. They're all white. Robert Downey, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Robert Downey. I didn't Steven think about Tyler, that. Tyler, <laughs> Angelina Jolie had a heroin problem. Johnny Depp had a heroin problem. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Where are the black people? And that, yeah. So <laughs> I think Jimi Hendrix had one. Uh, oh yeah, but Jimmy did all the uh, drugs. 
He did all the drugs. Yeah. And so it is. It's, it's, it's a large white culture drug. You can get black tar from Mexico really, yeah. really cheap. Um, God bless Mexico. Where, you know, there might be might be different demographics that use that. But as far as the, the white pure heroin, it, it, it's, it's a suburban white drug. And, it, and you said if you got the good shit, it'll make you itchy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black tar doesn't do that. You know, there's like 15 pounds that I want to lose uh, in the next couple of months. And I really don't want to work out. And I got a little extra spending money. <laughs> maybe there isn't an easier way, man. It's, maybe it's, maybe just I, take it. <laughs> you don't even have to. You don't even have to find a vein. Did you know that? You, it's called skin popping. You just got to get the the needle under a little bit of your skin. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't have to find a vein. Interesting. It's the easiest drug to take. You can just drink it if you want. People drink it. It probably doesn't hit as hard though, huh? It's actually not about the the hard of the how hard it hits. It's about the time it takes to get to your body. Drinking it goes through a different metabolism process and it takes right, a little right. longer. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm thinking for the, drug to take. I'm thinking for the sake of journalistic integrity and exploration and you know future episodes. I think maybe if I picked up a heroin ab- habit, habit wouldn't be such a bad thing, right? I dropped those fifteen yeah, pounds. That'd be, really, be a very mature journalist thing for you to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know, you know. Anyway, where I can so get the, some the heroin? issue here is that it, <laughs> it is becoming more and more popular. And when anything right. becomes more popular, people want loopholes. What do you mean? And so right, right now, the biggest problem that we're having is people are cutting heroin with fentanyl. I don't know Ooh, if you're familiar with that. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's an opiate that, at the same cost of a similar size of morphine, it can, it's fifty to hundred times more potent <laughs> than morphine. Jesus fucking Christ! I was yeah, high as extreme. balls on morphine. <laughs> so it's extremely cheap and i just i imagine i'm going on a limb here um the people that make heroin long limb they're not the best chemists <laughs> yeah. well i mean even like in the research that i did like it was pretty broad on how much more potent all they know is it's extraordinarily more potent at least 50 times um and they're cutting it and it's killing people and they found hmm. it, you know, that we talked about uh, when, you, when you overdose, if, like you said earlier, if, if you can just call 911, you can usually help someone through an overdose. Absolutely, yeah, but I've problem, definitely heard of that. But now now you're getting on fentanyl cut with your heroin, it's hitting you a lot harder, and you're doing it with your partner, and now you're both going through the same thing, you die. In Seattle, there was a group of four people that were doing heroin together that all died. Wow. Yeah, so I think that's what's leading, you know, places to look into safer ways to do this. I couldn't find any reports of anyone on heroin committing crimes on heroin. Interesting. I mean, if you ever had your wisdom teeth pulled or you broke a leg and you've had a Vicodin or two, yeah, exactly. You don't go punch anybody. Right. <laughs> you get the giggles. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm I'm a, I'm a happier person. Whatever you say is funnier, and I'm probably staying in my room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now you bump that up to a heroin level. Yeah, you you can't even speak. You're just in the seven hour of what we call the nods. That's so crazy. You're not inflicting damage to anybody except yourself. We could argue again. I mean, how is alcohol abuse not being addressed? <laughs> right, I know. You know, it's, um, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting is the way heroin's displayed in movies. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if there really are like heroin dens where it's like dark and dingy and everybody's like rolling around on the ground and stuff like you that. You think there's you know? a bunch of upper class white people rolling around <laughs> on the ground? Yeah, uh-huh. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is just rolling around there. 
He probably had a transformer outfit. I guarantee he had a gorgeous hooker shooting him up. Like she was doing the insertion. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Anyway, it's becoming an issue. People are, are abusing heroin. It sounds weird, but they're exploiting it. Yeah. Uh, mixing it with fentanyl. There's just hundreds of people that have been dying. I think there was 800 people last year that died in uh, Washington State of heroin overdose. That's crazy. And that number has tripled since 2003. Wow, that's crazy. Well, and it's crazy because this wasn't the drug uh, era for it. The 90s was the whole heroin era. They're, they don't think we have actually more new addicts. Uh, they just think that the drug's getting out of control. It's becoming exploited. Hmm. And so now when I, when I pitched this to people and I told them that Seattle's making safe spots for heroin, I got like really bad reviews. They, why would they do that? What idiot did this? Hmm. And it turns out, yeah, they weren't they weren't idiots. It was it was forty experts from public health, criminal justice, hospitals, schools, treatment providers, and research centers that convened in March two thousand. Damn. So yeah, we're talking about had... like everybody who's important and involved with the whole <laughs> scope of the issue. Because you said yeah, this, this... you said you said public health people, criminal justice, treatment center people, right? Everyone involved in this. This wasn't some. Some liberal hippie who wanted to make this legal. This wasn't anybody who might have had a, a financial gain to make. This well, was I mean, hospitals on every side of it. Well, actually, I think all of these have like a subtle financial gain to get out of this because hospitals, schools, researchers, like these are all people who are going to benefit from society benefiting from a better solution. Yes, yes, now it is. It is. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a three year pilot project in Seattle to have safe consumption sites. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, it's got to be like an addict's first kind of situation then. Where like... Um, yeah, and I'm sure it is. Well, the, the addict's a big problem here. With with uh, heroin, there's a 90% chance of relapse with addicts. Wow. And so when you look at that, you're looking at, okay, someone's going to get high and they're going to get the nods. And they're hmm. going to throw them in prison. And it's just going to keep happening. They're not a danger to society. They're only a danger to themselves. Why do we keep locking them up? Right. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, if we, if we want to contain it now and keep people out of the prison systems and try to look for a long-term solution, let's do that. But this just revolving door of heroin addicts in and out of prison, it's not working. The only, way that, the only person that, that, that gains here are private prison systems. <laughs> that, um, that makes sense. It's kind of like yeah. when they were legalizing weed and the two um, organizations that got together were the uh, police and the Mexican cartel. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Now, so there's totally there's no safe consumption sites anywhere in the U.S. at all. Um, <laughs> but there are in Vancouver, B.C. Yeah. And there are crazy. some spots in Europe as well, and they've worked. Um, the, the, the overdose rates cut down dramatically. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an awesome pro- project. I can't wait yeah. to see the pilot through. The yeah. only the only fear is, and I get it. So this is a state level; they have no federal clearance whatsoever. So technically, right. the DEA could still intervene. Of course, and they might. And it's Trump's America, so <laughs> you know what? Trump's uh... <laughs> America. That's the only way any level-headed person would see. Okay, the mayor put this out. Researchers right. put this out. We're not giving it to children. Let's try it out. <laughs> If you want to make America Trump... great again, let let mayors uh, like test the waters and try new shit, right? Because that's basically what made us awesome. But yeah, so we'll see how know... that goes. I think it's awesome Seattle's doing this. I do. I think it's going to end I, really well. 
I totally agree. And you know what? I uh, I knew we were going to be talking about this today, so I wanted to look up some some more numbers of my own because uh, I'm I am still a baby of the fucking Dare program, like we were talking about in episode one. Um, and we're going to dive dive deeper into Dare later, but um, I was doing looking into some addiction numbers, right? Because I want to know if I'm doing if I'm going to try heroin, what are the chances that I'm going to become like a repeat user? So with cocaine, uh, it's less than fifteen percent become uh habitual users uh and if you look on the government website for heroin usage it says that 89 percent of heroin users become habitual users now 89 89 so here's here's the rub though here's the rub you go away from any government sites and that number is actually 23 to 25 percent so you have yeah, yeah, yeah You have the U.S. government trying to tell us 90% of people are addicts versus you have science and medicine telling us, actually, it's like a quarter of people. So that's interesting. Yeah. Any any of the looking up that I did, I had to make sure I kept off of the drug websites, like the anti-drug, yep. and I kept off any government. Because, oh, yeah, they're, just, they're, they're so inflated. I mean, it's, numbers are numbers. Even the numbers I gave you could be complete bullshit. You can make them however you want. It's your yeah. sampling size. It's how you're sampling the data, how you're looking at the data. Yeah, but I mean, let's get into some conspiracy shit here. But I, I, frankly, I think there's so many, there's so many institutions like private uh, prisons that benefit so much from incarcerating people around drugs. I mean, that's where they make their money because the majority of people in in jail are non-offensive drug, uh, non non-violent drug offenders. And if yeah. those people all go away, all of these businesses shut down and they lose billions. But the thing is, uh, society is a overall gains tens of billions you know so it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me for us to try to prop up these fucking shitty greedy companies that built their own industry off of enslavement basically um we should we should encourage these d- different kinds of experimentation like seattle's doing so that we can really flush out some more creative uh long-term changes that will actually benefit society because it's pretty clear the anti-drug the dr- war on drugs has been detrimental to many different communities in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's we've got a weird culture here about about drugs and and sex. Fuck it, man. Let's just get high and fuck, you know? That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got anything else for us? No, man, that's it. Just wanted to bring up heroin, let you know what it is, let you know what Seattle's doing about it. Yeah. I love it. I I can't wait to hear more legalizing other drugs because, frankly, it's going to be awesome to see the whole U.S., in my opinion, change with a change of um, perspective around what drugs are and how they work. Plus, fuck it. You looked at marijuana and you saw all the conservatives being like, everyone's just going to smoke weed. It's going to be ridiculous. Nothing changed. Nothing Nothing changed. changed except for profit in government's hands. Profit, government hands, and kids aren't getting laced shit anymore. Yeah, they have to buy the good shit uh, from the club. Drug dealers aren't trying to sell it anymore. They kind of have to find a new niche. Yeah, they're selling Roxy's on my block. Uh, <laughs> wait, what the fuck are Roxy's? They are a pill form of an amphetamine mixed with um, oxy, uh, toast, uh, oxycotton. Yeah, it's not the oxycotton part. Just give me that part. <laughs> no, but it's like that plus meth. A little bit of meth. Yeah, a little less meth would be better. <laughs> yeah, that's for you. But the cheap <laughs> uh, the cheap street drug 
You can just crush it up and snort it, or you can chew it. But we'll have to do a whole episode about that because I want to d- dive deep on that one. Let's do it. All right, let's end it up today. Cool. As always, uh, this is uh, Drew from the future, and I got Big D over here. Oh yeah. And if you guys want to know more about heroin, let us know. We'll do another episode. We'll dive deep. Uh, this is the shit we love. Plus, we're Googling this shit so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, until next time, uh, we're going to be covering something else. But until next time, uh, go have fun. Go do some drugs. <laughs> Adios.